Okay, good morning everyone. Thanks for joining uh, me today for this uh, Sunday morning service. Um, our scripture today comes from Matthew chapter 15 verses 21 to 28. Matthew chapter 15 verses 21 to 28. And before we go to the uh, word of God, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, I thank you once again for this day that you have given us, Father. I pray you continue to guide and be with each and every one of us. Lord, I pray that you be with the listener, Lord. Guide them and be with them at this time. Whatever is happening, whatever is taking place, Lord, whatever need they may have, Lord, whatever rejoice they have, Lord, whatever glory they have, Lord, that they would give it to you and present it to you, that all glory goes to you, Father. And I pray your hand be upon them, Lord. Guide and lead them, guide and be with them, Lord. Be with us, Lord, this day as we uh, look into your word, Father, guide and use me this day, Father. And I ask all these things in your Son, Jesus Christ's name I pray, Lord, let it be. Amen. Again, we are in Matthew chapter 15, verses 21 to 28. And it reads, Leaving that place, Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon. A Canaanite woman from the vicinity came to him crying out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is suffering, suffering terribly from demon possession. Jesus did not answer a word. So his disciples came to him and urged him, send her away, for she keeps crying out after us. Jesus answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. The woman came and knelt before him. Lord, help me, she said. Jesus replied, It is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to their dogs. Yes, Lord, she said, but even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered, Woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted, and her daughter was healed from that very hour. Amen. I've entitled this, uh, The Challenge, The Challenge of Faith of the Canaanite Woman. And sometimes we don't think that in prayers... Uh, our faith is challenged, but Jesus will sometimes challenge us through our faith in prayer. In our scripture today, we come upon Jesus as he comes to the coastal towns of Tyre and Sidon on the coast of the Mediterranean Sea. Again, we see Jesus withdrew himself from the, from the people, and he is now in the region of these two cities. So he goes to kind of be alone, gather his thoughts about uh, the issues at hand. And in verse 21 and 23, we pick up this incident with this uh, the request of this woman. This woman comes to Jesus as a woman in need of help. She has within her heart her daughter, the thoughts of her daughter. She is coming to the man she knows can heal her. He has, she has heard all the stories of his healings, of the blind, the cripple, and all the others he has healed. She knows that this is the man that she needs in order for her daughter to be healed. She cries out to Jesus, Lord, son of David. Now this woman, because she is a Gentile, would not have any understanding of the son of David. It would mean nothing to her. What I mean is that this phrase is a phrase which is used to address the Jewish Messiah. She would see not fully and full, not fully understand. She does not know who Jesus fully is. But she understands who the Jewish Messiah is, and she has faith in him. 
So she addresses Jesus for who he really is, for who he truly is, the Messiah. And now we get an understanding that she does. But, but because she's a Gentile, we would think she would not have an understanding. But, but through her words, she does understand who the Messiah is. Even the Jews didn't address Jesus as the Messiah because uh, he did not, they did not see him as the son of David. Now, most of the time when we come to the Lord with our request, we think we are, uh, we are special and we want to put a uh, time limit on the workings of our Lord. We do not want to wait, but we want instant response to our requests. This woman comes to Jesus and is looking for her request to be answered. Now, the one thing we don't want is for our Lord not to answer us. But that is exactly what Jesus does. He does not respond to her request, but keeps on walking. So what do we do with this situation? What do we do with Jesus? This Jesus, this loving Jesus, this loving Jesus just keeps on walking and does not answer her. And more importantly, he doesn't even seem to acknowledge her. Well, let us answer that question. What do we make of Jesus not acknowledging this woman? Now, if we come to Christ in faith, that faith is going to be tested. Now, let me tell you that when you come to Christ, it should always be in faith. And that faith, according to uh, faith, according to the Bible in Hebrews chapter 11, one is this. Now, faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. So when I say we come to the Lord in faith, our faith is the driving force that leads us to Christ. The minor detour should not be a stumbling block for our faith. The faith that we have in Jesus is the thing that takes us to Jesus in the first place. The thing that the faith that we have is leading us toward Jesus, sort of like a magnet. Jesus here is going to put this woman's faith to the test. He does not answer her immediately, but keeps on walking. Now, if the woman had not come by faith, and when Jesus had not acknowledged her, she would have left because of her lack of faith. Because if she just came solely just to try Jesus, she would get that answer. She would get no answer. And then she would walk away because she was ignored. Now, we come to those around Jesus. Now, the woman must have followed them around for some time. They, she must have been going after them and, and constantly asking. And the disciples were becoming irritated with her. So they asked Jesus to send her away. They were basically saying, give her what she wants so that she will leave us alone. But Jesus had a plan. Jesus had other plans that he wanted to expose, not only for this woman, but for the, for the disciples as well. And verse 24, Jesus responds in a way that seems unloving. This whole incident seems to put a damper on what we know about Jesus, that he is kind, caring, compassionate, and a loving Savior. He tells the woman, I was only sent for the lost sheep of Israel. What he is saying is I came to serve my people. My own people need me, and I'm here only for them. Again, we must understand what Jesus is doing here. He has a plan in mind for this woman. The woman understood 
that she was not a Jew. And Jesus' response to her could have deterred her once again from further pursuing her request. There was no way she could make herself an instant Jew at that time. She was a Gentile person outside of the Jewish nationality and belief. So what is she to do? We get her reaction in verse 25. Pressing forward. The woman does not take the answer from Jesus as a no. She presses him more. She begins to worship Jesus. She comes to him and kneels before him and, pre and press her request even more. Lord, help me. She has a desperate plea to Christ. She's on her knees uh, pleading with Christ. Her response was not one of being discouraged, but one of patience and persistence. She knew she needed the help of Jesus, and she felt, excuse me, she fell at his feet and worshipped him. How pressing are we in our prayer life? How persistent are we in our prayer life? How much do we come to Jesus for our concerns? Is it only when we need him or are we persistent every day in our prayer life? When we are persistent, then we become like this woman who was not put off by her encounter with Jesus Christ. She was not put off by a little distraction or a little deterrent. She was pressed her even more. She became more determined to seek Jesus. She, is some, uh, she shows how we are to respond when our prayers are not being answered. And it is not because God is playing a game with, with her. It is because God wants to expose her faith. He, is, uh, al he already knows what her faith is like. But he wants to show her and to show the disciples as well. And for us, much like you and I, God is not playing games with us when, when he, our prayers are not answered. He wants to expose our faith to us. He wants to expose our faith not only to us, but to those around us. To expose that faith. And as we move on, we move on to verse 26 and 28. Yet another obstacle. After her worshiping plea, Jesus again comes back with another obstacle to throw in her way. And it seems even to be harsher than all his other responses. Here's what he says in his response in verse 26. Jesus is saying, I have bread and it is to feed my people. And it would not be right to take the bread that is meant for the people and toss it to the family dog. Wow! That is absolutely crazy how Jesus refers to this woman as the family pet, as the family dog. And Jesus has even further insulted this woman. She would have been insulted. I would have been insulted. And by this point, I'm actually feeling sorry for this woman. And I want to tell her, just, just give up. <laughs> it's not going to happen. He's not going to give you your request. It's not going to take place. And by this harsh words that Jesus had presented, this woman could have walked away. But Jesus, however harsh his response may have seemed to us, is still testing the woman's faith. 
So you may say, just like the disciples in verse 23, just give her what she wants already. Just give her, you know she needs this. She knows her daughter needs to be healed. Just give her what she wants. Like the disciples said in verse 20, just give her what she wants and send her away. And why does there need to be a testing of faith? Why, there, why does there need to be a testing of my faith? Why do I need to go through this testing? Jesus, just God, just answer my prayer request. Just answer me. Just fulfill what I've asked you. You said, come in my name and it shall be granted. Why does there need to be a testing of my faith? And especially in my prayer life, James chapter 1 verse 3 says this, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Amen. You see, this woman is developing something within her. She's developing a perseverance, an overcoming attitude, an overcoming uh, uh, perception of her own life. That she can persevere through all these things, through all these obstacles, and not just throw her hands up and say, forget it. There is no faith without testing that faith. If a teacher has no test for her students, then they would not know their true knowledge of any subject. The testing of faith sets off a chain reaction. The woman came to Jesus in want of a healing for her daughter. She already had a hurt, and it seems that this hurt is getting worse by every word that is coming out of the mouth of Jesus. But when we are tested, something begins to happen with our faith, with that faith within us. The testing of that faith, even if our suffering, if, even in our suffering, produces character. As it states in Romans chapter 5, Verse 4, the testing of our faith, even in our sufferings, produces our character, produces who we are. That, pers that, that perseverance develops who we are, the character of our inner being. Paul writes that in Romans chapter 4, and when it all is complete, we become fully mature, not lacking anything. Not lacking one thing in Jesus Christ, as it states in chapter 1, verse 3 of James. We become mature in our walk. We become mature Christians, and we lack nothing. We are fully blessed by Jesus Christ. Amen. And after Jesus said that this bread was not meant for the family pet, not meant for the family dog, the woman didn't get up and walk out and say, well, be that way then. That's how you're going to be, then be that way. The woman responds to the statement which Jesus made. The interesting thing here was she was not in any way offended by what Jesus had said. Most people would have turned and walked out once they heard they were being compared to a dog. When the woman re respond, responded, she pretty much agreed with Jesus as if she said, it is true what you say. It is true what you say about the Gentile people. It is, what, it is true what you say about this, this, this me, this Canaanite woman. It is true what you say. I may be the family dog. I may be a family pet. And it may be a waste to throw bread down to, to the family pet. But he said, she's, she's coming at Jesus and saying, but you know what? 
even the family pet gets the crumbs that fall from the table. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. This woman understands something. This woman understands the power of Jesus Christ. She understands the power of healing that comes from him or pray from him. Praise God. She's saying, I'm not asking for a full plate. I'm not asking for a full meal. I know I'm not entitled to that. I know I'm not entitled to that full meal, to that full bread. But I'm only asking for a small portion, the portion that falls off the table. She understood the power in that small portion. And there's a song that says, little is much when God is in it. Amen. This woman knew the power of Jesus Christ, that even a little portion would satisfy her needs and her daughter's needs. This was true faith at work. True faith is now being exposed. True faith has come up to the top. Amen. This was the faith that Jesus wanted to expose, not only to her, not only for this woman, but he wanted to, wanted to expose it to all those who were there, all those who were probably saying, man, woman, just give up. Woman, just stop. Leave him alone. He's not going to give you what you wanted. But she persisted. And his response was one of great praise. Woman, you have great faith. Amen. I would pray that God would say that to me, that Jesus would say that to me one day. Sean, you are a man of great faith. That, that he, those words would come out. And because she had such great faith, Jesus granted her request. And he healed her daughter. The demon was released. The demon was expelled from this, her daughter. Her persistence in her faith that Jesus could heal her daughter was one that was exposed. She was not deterred, even though it seemed like everything was going against her. She kept her faith and she persisted to the end and her daughter was healed. There are two people in the New Testament in which God commended as having great faith. And both these people were outside of the Jewish realm. They were outside of the Jewish uh, society. They were outside of the Jewish faith. And they would call those people Gentiles. And the Jewish people did not look at Gentiles in a very good manner. They looked at them as being unclean, as Jesus stated here, as dogs. But Jesus, in Matthew chapter 8, commended a centurion soldier. And he commended this Canaanite woman. Gentile people, people outside of the church. Jesus said, these people have great faith. What is our faith like today? What is our faith like in our prayers? What is our faith like when we go to the Lord? Do we ask one time and because he doesn't answer, we give up and say, God doesn't care. God is not listening. God is not responding to me. Or do we persist? Do we keep going? Do we, we keep pressing forward? We are not to stop. We are to be persistent. This woman didn't stop coming after Jesus. She did not stop. She did not let all these obstacles get in her way. And like these, this Canaanite woman and this centurion soldier, 
they still understood, even though they were not under God's rule, that Jesus was a man that could heal. And today, Jesus is a man that can heal. For most of us, we look at going to Jesus Christ as like the drive through at McDonald's. We place our order, move to the next window, and there's our prayer request answered. But think about this. Going through the drive through how many of us have become irritated by waiting five minutes in a drive through line? How many of you become irritated with the fast food drive through This is supposed to be going faster than it is. It's supposed to happen right now. How many of you get irritated when your web page on your computer is not loading fast enough? When it's not instantaneous? I can guarantee you that's what your faith is like. Because you are not getting what Jesus is asking, what you're asking of Jesus, you're not getting. We want it now. And when we don't get it, we get irritated. And we begin to complain. And we begin to moan. And we begin to throw up our hands and say, God is not listening to me. Jesus is not listening to me. God, where are you? Don't you care? And we come up with silly stuff like that. Because our faith is weak. And we are not persistent in our prayers. And we are the same way with God. We want it now. And the waiting is taking too long. The waiting process is taking too long. And we become irritated. Just remember, your faith is being put to the test. What is God showing you about your faith? What is God revealing to us about our faith? Are we lacking in our faith? Or is he saying, you have great faith, my brother and sister. What great faith is this? Or are you lacking in your faith? What's being exposed around you? What's being exposed in your life? What's being exposed by Jesus through your prayer life? Amen. You see, God is not here to play games. God and Jesus Christ is not here to play games. But they need to show you what your faith is like. They need to show you what your prayer life is like. They need to expose something to you. And if it's great, awesome. Awesome. If it's not, awesome. You have time to grow, amen. Grow in your faith. Persevere. Be perseverant. Be persevering in your, in your prayer. Be persistent in your prayer. We get through this. Amen. Think that God's not hearing you. He does. Think God's ignoring you. He isn't. But He wants to expose something in you. He wants you to see something within yourself. Glory to God. Amen. If you are struggling in your prayer life, 
If you, if you think that God is not, not listening to you, keep praying. Be persistent and you will persevere through all of this. You will persevere through this, this, this pandemic, through this uh, budget crisis, through this uh, hunger, through this pain, through this death. Whatever it is, you will persevere through it. And I just can't take it anymore, God. I just can't go through this anymore. I just can't walk this line anymore. God, be with me. Perseverance, my brothers and sisters. Keep the faith. Fight the good fight. Like Paul says. Fight the good fight. Amen. And I encourage you today, my brothers and sisters, to be persistent in your prayers. If God is exposing something to you, work on that. Keep, pers be per keep being persistent in your prayer life today. Let us pray. Lord, I thank you once again for this day that you have given us, Father. I pray you continue to guide and be with each and every one of us. Be with the listener, Lord. Whatever they're walking through, Lord, whatever is taking place, Father, I pray your hand be upon them. Continue your guidance upon them, Lord, each and every day. That your word, Lord, would be applied to their lives. Guide and lead them, Father. Guide and be with them, Lord. I ask all these things, Father. In your Son, Jesus Christ's name I pray, Lord, let it be. Amen. May the Lord bless you this day. Go in peace. You are dismissed. Amen.